You're listening to the Unfreak Parents Podcast, episode 056. You are seen to chat about life, family, and of course, Umphreys McGee. I'm Sarah Jahemia, podcast host, writer, mom of three, wife, and total Umphreak. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the show. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured my interview with Umphreys McGee Lighting Director Jefferson Waffle. A really great chat with him about all sorts of different topics. If you have not given that a listen, there is a link in the show notes where you can find it. Just a really great conversation, and it still blows my mind that I was able to sit down with him. Very, very cool opportunity. Before we get deep into this episode, I did want to take a moment to acknowledge the passing of mandolin player and other half of 30DB, Jeff Austin. He sadly passed away Monday, June 24th in Seattle, Washington. Austin leaves behind a wife and three children aged 12, 5, and 2. And Austin, if you did not know, was a founding member of Yonder Mountain String Band and, as I previously stated, was in 30DB with Bayless. They released an album, One Man Show, in May of 2010, and 30DB has done shows together throughout the years, Recently, they did a few shows in the fall, and they were scheduled to perform at summer camp this past year. Austin has sat in with Umphreys, and they've played with Yonder a bunch, um, you know, either together or at the same festival in some capacity. Um, I know that Robbie's wife, Melissa, was friends with Jeff Austin since, like, forever, like, for 30 years or some crazy amount of time, Um, so... The Jeff Austin love runs very, very deep in the Umphreys family. I was able to catch 30DB once back in 2010 at summer camp, and I'm so grateful that I did. I will admit, first of all, this is very hard for me to record without getting super emotional. Um... Jeff Austin was a big reason why I even gave bluegrass music a chance. I absolutely loved him with Yonder and saw them many times when he was with his band. His solo album is really great as well. This is just really awful, awful sad news. He will surely be missed by many, many, many people throughout the jam community. It's just... I it's just absolutely sad. Um, there is a memorial fund set up. Um, if you would like to give all of that information, um, can be found in the show notes. My heart goes out to all of his family, his wife, his children, all of them that are so, so close to him. Um, I can't even imagine the pain that they are feeling right now. So my deepest, deepest condolences to, to all of you that are dealing with this. And we will surely miss Jeff Austin. His personality and his music brought so much light to this world. Let's switch gears here and talk about something a little more uplifting. 
if you have not heard, there have been some new shows announced. Halloween in Washington, D.C. on October 31st at the Anthem. And two nights at the Fillmore in Philadelphia, November 1st and November 2nd. Mark Brownstein's new band, Star Kitchen, will be opening all three nights of the run. Tickets are on sale for this. If they are not sold out by the time of this episode's airing, there is a link in the show notes where you can find out more information. Um, VIP also has a package available for the weekend, and all of that information can be found in the show notes as well. And I did want to mention, Umphreys did say they will not be doing the mashups this year, but they do have a festive surprise in store for us for Halloween, so very excited to see what that entails. Before we dive into everything that happened over those amazing five days in Denver, I want to announce that I have teamed up with Swift Charge. If you were at summer camp this past year, perhaps you saw their booths or maybe you used their service. I mentioned in my recap episode that I used their service during the festival and it was so nice to not have to worry about my phone dying over the weekend when I needed it to take pictures and get notes for my recaps and of course doing my interviews that I brought you guys. If you are not sure exactly what Swift Charge provides, you pre-order a charger and then you go to pick it up at the booth when you get to the festival and it suction cups to the back of your phone and charges while you're raging the show. The charger runs out of juice. You just take it back to the booth and switch it out for a new one. I love everything about this. Swift Charge will be providing portable charging. Yes, that includes for your vape pen too at live music festivals throughout the summer. There is a link to their site in the show notes where you can see a complete list of where they will be this summer. And especially for my listeners, if you use the promo code Sarah, S-A-R-A, at checkout when you pre-order a charger for your next festival, you will receive 10% off your order. That is promo code Sarah, S-A-R-A, at checkout, and you will receive 10% off your pre-order. All right, so let's get to it. This week's episode will be part one of two that will cover a complete recap of everything that happened from June 19th through June 23rd in Denver, Colorado. That includes the Joel Show on the 19th, Doom Flamingo on the 20th, Brennan and Jake also on the 20th, as well as the three nights on the rocks, including the three sets on Sunday with Jason Bonham. A whole bunch of stuff for sure. So let's get started with it. This was my first trip to Red Rocks. And if you have not been there, it really is everything that people say it is and so much more. There were definitely times during the weekend when Umphreys was playing and I would just turn around and look at all the beauty that was around me. And it still blows my mind that I was actually there. Like, I don't think it's fully sunk in yet. 
it was just amazing. There would be times during the show where, you know, you just kind of like would look over and you're just like, oh my God, yeah, I'm at Red Rocks. Like, it's just, it still, it blows my mind. I have been waiting to go to that venue basically since I became, you know, like a real diehard music fan, you know, and to actually be able to cross that off my bucket list is just absolutely amazing. And of course, being able to see my favorite band there is just the icing on the cake. If you've not been, make it a point to go there. Not a fan of flying, but it was not bad at all. The flights were great. And this is just practice for the flight that we're going to be heading on to go to Iceland next year. So it was great to see friends and finally meet some people for the first time and spend a bunch of time with my brother from another mother, Josh from Umfreaks Anonymous, and meet his awesome partner, Amy, his brother and sister-in-law as well. Beyond grateful for their hospitality, advice on places to check out, and letting my husband and I borrow some extra warm stuff for Saturday night as at the show. Um, if you were there, as you know, it was a little chilly Friday and Saturday night. Friday, we were not there um, because of my brother-in-law's wedding, but Saturday, Sunday, we were. And uh, yeah, it was a little chilly Saturday. So grateful that they had some extra things that we could layer up with in lot. Love you so much, Josh. Thank you for everything. And thank you for everything you do for the Umphreys community. We're all super grateful for you. So let's get to the music recap. June 19th kicked everything off with a Joel solo show at Ophelia's. The evening started with a VIP event that included drinks and food, as well as a meet and greet and a Q&A about the upcoming release of the book Joel and Matt DeCourcy wrote, The Realist Guide to a Successful Music career, which VIP guests also received a copy. A VIP set of music was played by Joel before the rest of the evening got started with Marcus Rezac, who played for about half an hour. There was also a raffle during the evening. The proceeds benefiting Conscious Alliance and the Jerry and Susan Cummins Educational Scholarships. Dave Levine of Levine Photographers donated a signed photo 16 by 28 canvas print it was very beautiful of Joel and there were some other various items for sale on freeze and solo piano stuff the evening with Joel started with songs by Miles Davis David Grisham Debussy an original that he wrote for his wife and a tune by Muse Andy Farag then came out for the remainder of the evening. They then played Den into Jesus, etc. by Wilco, Back into Den, and Allison by Elvis Costello. Then Marcus Rezac came back out to play Glory into Jessica by the Almond Brothers, into Orfeo, Back into Jessica, which... I'm sure that was completely out of this world. Seriously. August and the second half of Layla by Derek and the Dominoes, followed by Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd. Marcus Rezac leaving after those tunes, and the evening ends with a choir and a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. I really want to hear that. 
Um, I only saw like some snippets on Insta stories. I love Queen. So when I saw that Joel covered this, it really, really piqued my interest. And like I said, I have not seen any full videos of the evening, just some snippets that people have, you know, kind of posted or whatever. Um, but if I do come across any videos, I will definitely throw them in the show notes so you can check them out. Um, and there is also a link to um, the written set list that Joel posted on his Twitter as well. The encore that is posted um, on that set list, they did not get to. Um, as I mentioned, the evening ended with Bohemian Rhapsody, but that set list is in the show notes so you can check it out. Also during the weekend, on the afternoon of June 20th, the band did a meet and greet at Lightshade on Federal in support of the release of their limited edition partnership with Medfarm Holdings. There were about 60 people or so in attendance. The guys hung out outside the dispensary, meeting with fans, taking photos and signing stuff. My buddy Connor was there, and he was very happy to get his first picture with Bayless, as well as a birthday wish. Friday of the run was his 25th birthday, so very happy and awesome for him that he got to finally meet the guys. So late happy birthday to you, Connor. So happy that you had an awesome, awesome weekend. And I'm so grateful that I finally got to meet you too and give you a big squeeze and meet Tom. Love you guys so much. The evening of June 20th, Brendan and Jake would play at Ophelia's as well, a Conscious Alliance benefit also. Dave Levine again donated to this event, this time two 16 by 24 canvas prints signed, one of Jake and one of Brendan. Of course, beautiful photos. The set list from this show was The Two of Us by The Beatles, Alex's House, Booth Love, Attachments, Kilbasa by Tenacious D, Bad Poker with Sweet Home Alabama Jam, FF, Ron U. Arar by Zeppelin, and I probably totally crucified the shit out of that. <laughs> Can't Find My Way Home by Eric Clapton. No Diablo. Holy Wars Tease by Megadeth with Jake only doing that. Resolution into In the Kitchen with a Mediterranean Sundance Jam. No Comment back into In the Kitchen. Uncommon Roll 'em Easy by Little Feet. August. Lady by Little River Band back into August and with an encore of That's the Way by Zeppelin and Haji to close out the evening. I have also not seen any videos from this show, anything longer than, you know, like two minutes or something. Um, but if I do unearth something, I will share that in the show notes as well. I've still not seen a Brendan and Jake show, so I'm not going to lie. I was a little butthurt that I missed this, but it was for a good cause. So I will get my Brendan and Jake show sometime. Later in the evening on June 20th, Doom Flamingo played at Cervantes. Their set list included Sunday Lunch, Night Marchers, Love on Hold, Blade, Runaway, Closer, Growler, Wicked Game, F-16, Manic, Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar, Hot Wheels, Afraid of Americans, and an encore of Telepathy and 
Replicant. I don't know, like, really any of those songs. Not super familiar with Doom Flamingo, um, but I know there are some listeners that are really into them. There is a Facebook group called The Doom Room. I will link that in the show notes. And I will link any of the set lists that I found from the Brendan and Jake show, as well as the Doom Flamingo show, and any videos, anything, um, any audios, any of that kind of stuff that I find from any of these um you know, solo shows will also be in the set list or in the show notes as well. That brings us to the beginning of the three nights on the rocks, Friday, June 21st. Umphreys has played at Red Rocks a total of 23 times, including the most recent three night run. They first appeared on the Red Rock stage back in 2005 on June 2nd as part of the Big Summer Classic Tour. That tour also included String Cheese, Yonder, Michael Franti, and Spearhead. And as I mentioned before, I was not at this night because my brother-in-law was getting married. The weather Friday night was really terrible at Red Rocks. Cold and rainy, and I heard at one point that there was hail. People were evacuated between Spafford and Umphreys. But thankfully, things were able to go on as planned for the evening, although everyone in attendance was bundled up in winter and rain gear. That, however, did not stop any of the fans from raging the hell out of the show. The first set opened with Ractopus, followed by number five that falls deep into improv slightly after three minutes and starts to adventure on opening up and getting really bouncy sounding around seven and a half as it begins its descent back into number five. Seasons next, followed by the Fussy Dutchman that transitions romantically into improv slightly after five minutes with a very lovely Bayless solo starting out gentle at first and then blossoms way open and triumphantly leads the way back into Fussy. Syncopated Strangers getting deep into it very early, only three minutes in, and continues to grow and change until slightly before nine and a half when Jake sweetly brings it back into Syncopated. This is one that I always enjoy the endless adventures it goes on, and I know I've mentioned this before, These types of songs are the ones I enjoy the most from Umphreys, ones that go on this massive and expanding adventure, and then there's these beautiful and inspirational lyrics from Bayless that come toward the end. Love tunes like that. This version, I think, was a highlight from night one, specifically because of that six and a half uh, jam in the middle. Rocker part two next. It begins to slowly gear itself up to head on its adventure about four minutes, exploding a few minutes later and spilling over, building up and growing larger and expanding way out before slamming right back into Rocker Part 2. Red Tape next that romantically and gently moves into improv about five minutes in and continues along for about four minutes before it begins to gain more momentum and energy, but only for a little bit before it comes back down again, but only to get ready to explode and go back into red tape to close out the first set. 
Set two opens with The Silent Type, followed by Ringo, another highlight, I believe, from night one, specifically for the jam within the first five minutes or so before it heads back into Ringo for that little minute. I love the unevenness of that jam there. And also, after it heads out again slightly after seven minutes, there is one point in this jam that sounds very familiar to me, and I'm not sure if it's because I've just listened to this version that many times, or it is legitimately something that we saw earlier this year. So I'm asking the listeners, from about 9.30 is when it starts at the time of me getting this episode together, there was not a note about it on All Things Umphreys. So if there's someone that knows, please reach out to the show and let me know. I love the nastiness of the jam inside of that one. Definitely going to tuck it onto my 2019 Hall of Fame list to come back to that one later. Cemetery Walk next, followed by Cemetery Walk 2. That Cemetery Walk 2, I think, is another highlight from the evening. I just really enjoy the hell out of that song anyway. But about three minutes in, when it transitions and becomes this completely different dance party, twinkling down for a little bit before slowly dancing back together, gaining momentum, and heading full speed to crash right back into Cemetery Walk 2, And the ending with Joel 2 is also one of the big reasons why I love to hear this song live. A cover of Have a Cigar by Pink Floyd featuring Miss Kanika Moore on vocals. This one was a debut and every single time I've listened to this, I get goosebumps. But that's just the case when Kanika Moore sings with them. Anyways, I have gone on in the past how I feel about her singing and her stage presence And this cover, it stands true as well. Just love her so much and do yourself a favor and listen to this. It's very good. Draconin next, getting into the gritty of it slightly before four and a half in this part of the jam, Andy leading the way for a little bit with it breaking away about two minutes later and we're all get a taste of Andy and Perk world building all back up and resonating way out. So bouncy, thanks to Stasic. Then the tiny little switch that happens to move it right back into Draconin at like 9.13 is just flawlessly stepping right back into it. It does decide a few minutes later to step back into that jam from previously and dance around for a little bit one last time before fully soaring right into the lyrics. I just fucking love that song. Just such a great song. Encore was a beautiful Nemo sandwich in memorial for an umfreak, Alec Sills, that passed away. I hope I said his last name correctly. I did not know Alex, but it is so nice to hear the band pay tribute by way of a song that he would have loved to hear. Nestled inside that Nemo sandwich was In the Kitchen with a very nice little Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson jam toward the end. And the conclusion of that Nemo would close out the first night on the rocks. So that's all I have for this part one of two Red Rocks recap of the pod. 
anything referenced throughout this episode, including where you can listen to night one of Red Rocks, as well as where you can find the set list is also in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments about anything talked about in this or any other episode, please feel free to reach out. I love hearing from you guys, so please don't hesitate to contact the show. How you can do that is in the show notes as well. And make sure you tune in next week for part two of the 2019 Red Rocks recap. That episode will cover the UMVIP set as well as night two on the rocks and the amazing three sets on Sunday, June 23rd. You will not want to miss that episode. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'll see you around these parts next week. Much obliged.